Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. This is Wobblers Live, where we're talking about today's hottest topics on policy and faith and the culture. We always look at those topics from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. We're here with David Barton, America's premier historian and our founder at Wobblers. Tim Barton's with us, national speaker and pastor and president of Wobblers. And my name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator. Check us out at wobblerslive.com for more information and also archives of the program. And then wobblers.com for some fantastic tools for you and your family, some educational tools. They'll inspire you. Uh, there's a lot of great information there, and you can start with some of the books, but there's also DVDs and curriculums. Uh, all can be part of your home education. It can be part of your Sunday school class. However you want to apply it, believe me, it will help you and inspire you, and it'll get other people excited about being good citizens. The other thing you can do right there at wobblers.com is make a contribution to the program. We are a listener-supported program, and it helps us not only do the radio program and spread it across the country, but with our briefings in D.C. for pastors, our legislators training, our training of young people, all the different things we're doing. It's all to help rebuild the walls, literally restore the foundations of America so that we can preserve this constitutional republic, and your help is what makes it happen. So please consider us as an end-of-year gift, or perhaps look at us for the next year doing a monthly donation. You can do all that at wobblers.com or wobblerslive.com. All right, guys, we've got Rudy Atala coming back on the program here in a few minutes. Uh, you know, here we are, Christmas time. Um, you know, wonderful celebration. We've got it really good in America despite all the challenges. And uh, we've got a lot of uh, brothers and sisters around the world that do not have it so good and will not even be allowed to celebrate Christmas. So it's also a good time to be reminding our folks of that. And uh, apparently um, there's been a, a ratchet up and an increase in violence against Christians around the world. Yeah, there has been. One of the the things that we, uh, on some level, we have the, the privilege of, since we track so much media, uh, there's so many outlets and conservative and Christian groups uh, that we're just on their list. And so we get different emails and, and updates. And and so we, I'm, I'm saying we have the privilege of being able to read that much. Sometimes it's not a privilege, it's a burden, but we have staff that will track this. And so they'll actually keep us apprised of a lot of the information happening around the world in, in regard to Christianity. And it is, it, it's pretty appalling. In America, we live in such a bubble that we are very familiar, and actually not even all of us in America are familiar with this, but many Americans, the ones that are paying attention, that have their eyes opened on some level, so to speak, we are familiar with some of the major issues of America, right? Americans generally recognize the inflation problem. The Americans recognize, uh, for the most part, right, the southern border issue. They recognize the Biden administration's disastrous pull out of Afghanistan. There's, there's some major issues we've seen that are in our daily lives that have been on the news that we pay attention to, but very few Americans have any idea of other things happening around the world, unless it was something right related to like the World Cup. When the World Cup goes on, there's a few more people that know things happening around the world, but only for that sports moment. And then we don't see much of what happens anywhere else. And around the world, there has been an astounding amount of of persecution, of, of murders and kidnapping and rapes of Christians uh, over in Africa, in, in the Middle East, um, really nations almost all around the world. And it's quite appalling what's going on. And most Christians in America, again, we, we have focused so much on the issues of America that we don't recognize what's happening around the world. I think it's also interesting that in America, so many American Christians now think that we are for sure living in the end times. And I've actually seen some breakdown based on denominations of what denominations uh, have a stronger inclination of where the end times and why Why in America are we so convinced we're in the end times? Well, because of how bad things are going in America. And it, again, is a reflection of the American bubble we live in. 
Because however bad you think things are in America, if you are a Christian over in some of these nations in Africa, or if you're a Christian over in some of these nations in the Middle East, or even some places in South America, your life would be so much more worse. And for many of these nations, it's been like that for decades, if not for centuries, if not for like the history of that nation. But we've just become so comfortable in our bubble in America, we don't recognize and realize that the the level of persecution or persecution of Christians in general has been a pretty normal thing for the history of Christianity. But but certainly around the world over the last couple of decades, we have seen an increase of that. Uh, and it is really tragic to see that happening around the world. You know, one of the things that Americans did watch, Tim, as you mentioned, were as we pulled out of Afghanistan, everybody was on the news about that, saw that, knew what was happening, knew the tragedies there. What people didn't see was after we left Afghanistan, the news just stopped covering things. And so nobody noticed that within six months, the number one nation in the world for Christian persecution was Afghanistan. In six months, we went from having a very stable country to being a a nation that was the worst in the world for persecution, and literally 20 different terrorist groups moved into Afghanistan when we pulled out. We just left a vacuum there, and they're now operating across the world. And and Sharia law has become the the new law of the land. They've gone back to adopting that, so this this notion of we're going to preserve democracy there, well, not if you're not there to enforce it, and not when you allow all these terrorists, and and I'm saying you or we, right, that this is just what's happening in Afghanistan. When there is no good guy to stop the bad guy, the bad guys run unopposed, and then they're able to target and villainize people they don't like and whatever religious minority that might be. If you're not part of the specific Muslim group who's in power and in charge at that time, you suffer the consequences and you deal with repercussions of having this really totalitarian dictator regime that they, they, they don't believe in rights of individuals. They don't have a bill of rights over there like we have in America. They don't believe in the freedom of religion. They don't believe in the freedom of speech. They don't believe in the right of self-defense and self-preservation. The things that we think are intuitive and basic in America, that's not the way it is in so many of these nations around the world. And so when we pulled out and these 20 terrorist groups moved in, this now gives them a base of operations and they become very organized. And so just in recent weeks, we've seen that Nigeria is now one of the top nations in the world for Christian persecution. It's a very Christian nation just a few years ago, and, and now persecution. So one of the guys who really probably knows this whole scene better than anybody, I think, in the world is Rudy Atala. Rudy is the guy we have at the Nazarene Fund who helps run the Nazarene Fund. Um, he is an intelligence officer, really high up in, in military stuff and just his assets. And so he, he runs rescue operations for Christians all over the world. And we thought, you know, it'd be really good to get an update from Rudy on what the world looks like, because a whole lot of the world now, if you try to celebrate Christmas, you will be dead for doing so. Hard for us to believe as Americans, but that's what's going on across the world. We're going to get the details when we come back. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wobble. Hey, this is Tim Barton with Wall Builders. And as you've had the opportunity to listen to Wall Builders Live, you've probably heard the wealth of information about our nation, about our spiritual heritage, about the religious liberties, about all the things that makes America exceptional. And you might be thinking, as incredible as this information is, I wish there was a way that I could get one of the Wall Builders guys to come to my area and share with my group, whether it be a church, whether it be a Christian school or public school or some political event or activity. If you're interested in having a Wall Builder speaker come to your area, you can get on our website at www.wallbuilders.com and there's a tab for scheduling. And if you'll click on that tab, you'll notice there's a list of information from speakers' bios, 
to events that are already going on. And there's a section where you can request an event to bring this information about who we are, where we came from, our religious liberties and freedoms. Go to the Wall Builders website and bring a speaker to your area. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. As the American War for Independence began, the president of Yale was the Reverend Naftali Daggett. When New Haven, the home of Yale, came under attack, about 100 citizens rushed out to meet the British. The Reverend Daggett galloped by them on horseback, his clerical robes flowing behind him in the wind, and he took up a solitary position atop a hill. The 2,500 British soon put the townsfolk to flight, but the Reverend Daggett continued to stand alone, firing down on the advancing troops. A British officer confronted him. What are you doing there, you old fool? If I let you go, will you ever fire again on the troops of his majesty? Nothing more likely was the preacher's reply. America's early pastors personally confronted danger and courageously led their communities. For more information on Pastor Daggett and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, it's great to have Rudy Atala with us as often as possible. Love this guy and just a wealth of information. Amazing life experience. Currently, Lieutenant Colonel Rudy Atala is Chief Executive Officer of White Mountain Research. Uh, he's uh, been a great help to us on keeping us informed of what's going on in the Middle East and around the world and been instrumental in saving many, many lives and rescues uh, over there. Rudy, great to have you back, man. God bless you. Appreciate your time. God bless you, too, and Merry Christmas. Hey, right back at you. We were... Uh, we were talking about, you know, end of the year, um, wonderful season we're celebrating here, but uh, it's uh, sometimes it's too easy, uh, as good as we've got it over here, to forget uh, the conditions around the world. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's more and more persecution of Christians around the world. And we can't forget our brothers and sisters, and there's a lot of good things being done, and you're right at the at the forefront of a lot of that. But we just wanted to get an update from you, kind of what where you see the conditions around the world and, and what people can be praying for and how they can help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, conditions are definitely getting worse for Christians. Um, the uh, There's some new reports that uh, recently came out by the uh, Catholic Church and, uh, you know, uh, the persecuted, Save the Persecuted Christians, which highlights the, 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 the level of persecution and its increase around the world, specifically uh, areas where we operate in, like, uh, Africa, parts of uh, West Africa, like Nigeria, uh, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, those are the areas that are primarily uh, heavily hit China as well, of course. Uh, just to give you an example, in Nigeria, uh, between 2021 and 2022, over 7,600 Nigerian Christians were slaughtered and, and killed. Uh, just in Nigeria? Not- just in Nigeria alone. Just the most no- notable one was the attack that took place in, uh, on, on the 5th of June this past year um, in, in one section of Nigeria where uh, um, people were going to church, and uh, it was on, on uh, Pentecost Sunday. Um, you know, masked men walked in uh, and uh, attacked the church, killed 40, and wounded a mm. whole bunch of others. This is, this is just common. It's happening more and more. And... Groups like uh, terrorist groups like Boko Haram or ISIS in the Greater Sahel are responsible for these types of attacks, just primarily focused on Christians. Um, in the Middle East, I just came back from Iraq, and uh, the the persecuted Christian church there is uh, both in Iraq and Syria and in Lebanon are just just getting hit left and right because uh, in that part of the world 
you've got uh, a very strong uh, Sunni-Shia divide uh, in, in the Muslims. So, for example, Turkey primarily supports Sunnis, and uh, Iran is primarily supporting the Shia and backing the, uh, the Iraqi government. And so the two have militants on both sides that are clashing, and in between, the Christians are stuck, and they get targeted primarily uh, in a lot of small villages, and, uh, and it's, been, it's been devastating for them. And in Syria, for example, in Syria alone, just in, uh, from September 21 to September 22, they've had over 6,760 explosions and violent attacks. Um, in, in Iraq, during that same time period, over 3,214 attacks. So, and a lot of those uh, not only focus against the militant groups against each other, but uh, again, it focuses on Christians. And we've been working uh, in the Nineveh Plains, for example, helping uh, Christian communities rebuild, but it's been very, very difficult for them, especially when you take uh, on top of the violence, food shortage, uh, lack of fuel, expensive fuel, all these other economic factors in addition to the violence, which is making it very, very difficult for Christians to survive. And Lebanon is the same thing. Uh, you know, Lebanon gets, you know, close to 70% of its, uh, of its grain from Ukraine. Well, that's, that's been up in smoke. And then plus you add the violence and then you add the extremism coming from Iran, like this administration supporting the JCPOA and the Iranians for the longest time, which emboldened them, and they turned against Christians. They used their, their money against Christians. So these types of violent attacks just keep getting more and more pronounced. Now, I think what's adding to that... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what is causing it? What's, what, do, you, do you think that... I mean, you analyze this stuff all the time, so is there, are there you know, political decisions? Is there, is there cultural stuff going on? I mean, why the increase? Well, I think I think the increase. Well, it's biblical for one. We know that was that that's that that was uh, mm. you know coming. But yeah. the, I think the church the churches are getting lukewarm, um, so people are turning further and further away from the faith. But in addition to that, the uh, the the violence from these extremist groups of removing, especially in in uh, the oldest religion, uh, the the oldest Christian uh, bastions in the world, like you know, Syria, Iraq, Lebanon, even uh, parts of Israel, um, the, the radical groups are targeting specifically those Christian communities in order to completely decimate their history and, and completely remove them from the picture. But I think in addition to that, I think the fact that we're getting more lukewarm in, in our country, in Western countries, where like uh, in 2018, I, w I went to the State Department. I was trying to get a contract to work in Iraq, especially in, in those areas that are persecuted. And then you, you look at the State Department statement saying, well, do you guys support LGBTQ in Iraq? Do you support, you know, the gay rights in Iraq? I'm like, well, it's a Muslim country. How, where do you find LGBTQ? But when you start seeing that secularism that's coming from our country and, and, and this lack of push for helping Christians, once that diminishes... It, it diminishes overseas as well. And then there's a le less support from our government and from Western governments towards Christians in, in, in these parts of the world. And, and then, you know, compound that on top of these radical groups growing, getting stronger, it, it makes it a devastating, uh, has a devastating impact on, on, on the Christian community at large. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and, and so it sounds like that's a combination of, Political leadership in the U.S. right now that that is so leftist in in that direction, but even the church 
uh, becoming, uh, you know, more and more woke. So a lot of the private organizations, I guess you're probably feeling some of that, too, where the, even those private organizations are less willing to help in particular areas or their focus has shifted uh, because of this, you know, change in priorities based on this this woke gospel. One hundred percent. That's exact. That's exactly right. And it's it's I mean, people feel it on the other side of the planet. Um, you know, like I said, I spent some time with with Iraqi Christians and uh, and Lebanese Christians, and they said it's it's just been horrible. Um, even if you turn to the UN, which is supposed to be neutral and helping, you know, the UN, if you're Christian and, and you're trying to get out of the country because you've lost your village, you've lost your home, there's no place to, they, the, you're basically on the back burner as a Christian versus if you're, say, Muslim, Sunni or Shia or whatever, you get first priority. Christians get like almost no priority at all. And, and, and you see that in, in every facet. And, and, and the U.S. government doesn't care anymore about Christians. I mean, you can see that even mm. the trends in our country that, you know, you see Merry Christmas to somebody that kind of look at you funny. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, it's, it's just endemic everywhere. And unfortunately, it's impacting, you know, how we yeah. operate downrange uh, because there's less and less support and, and, and the persecution continues and it's getting worse and worse. So, uh, you know, we, we just need to continue praying, stay vigilant as, as Christians, and, um, and then really, you know, not, not shy back when, some, when we talk about the gospel. We need to be bold and, uh, and, and be, you know, stand our ground for our belief and our faith, especially for our Christian brothers and sisters overseas and here in the States. Man, I, you know, I, I fully expected to, to be asking you towards the end of our interview you know, what? how do we support some of the organizations you're involved with? And, and, and I want to do that, and we definitely will. Um, but it, it sounds like there's also just just the stuff we should already be doing and standing up for truth and, and, and you know, the Word of God and, and the standards and all of those things, even within our own church, has a ripple effect. I, I just hadn't thought about it. That has a ripple effect all the way around the world uh, and and the persecution of Christians because of the lack of strength in our own neighborhoods and our own own communities. I mean that's what I've connected from what you've said today. I mean that's that's that's, that's a pretty powerful thing. It is. And and that's exactly right. I mean uh, you know in the gospel 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 9 talk about that that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, blasphemers and so on and so forth. And so it becomes so self-reflective here in the States that you, when you hear about the persecuted Christian church overseas, you go, ah, you know, it's whatever, it's over there, it, it doesn't, you know, affect me, I just want to live my own comfortable life. And, and so, but no, the Lord calls us to help the persecuted Christians, to help those who are, stum- who are stumbling towards death, and it's happening more and more every single day you know, where these people are trying to practice their faith, they're going after Christ, and they're being slaughtered right in their, in their place of worship and in their homes. Uh, in Nigeria, I mean, we, we're shutting down baby factories. Uh, we're shutting down uh, where, where, where children are, are being kidnapped as infants and, and basically used for ritual killings. This is all demonic at its roots. Um, you know, same thing in, in these, these places in the Middle East that I mentioned, same thing in China in Iran, and all these other places, Pakistan, Afghanistan, we moved over 4,000 Christians out of Afghanistan, and there are more Christians stuck behind, and the Taliban are going after each one. In Pakistan, if, you, if somebody says, you know, they're Christian, 
immediately they're targeted by the community and, and fake charges are, are levied against them and they're thrown in prison with no chance of coming out uh, and executed. This is what's happening around the world. And, and unfortunately, we're so lukewarm here that we're turning a blind eye to it more and more. And our government is also complicit in all of this. Mm, man. Okay. So then let's, before I let you go, let's talk action steps. What does the, what does the Christian at home in America, uh, you know, mostly safe and, and, and mostly free to, to exercise our faith and, and, and live out our religion? What, what do we do to help those Christians around the world? Well, first and foremost, I think, I think Christians need to really step up in boldness and really press into the Word of God and really live by the Word of God. That's number one. Number two, pray for your persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ and really stand by them. And number three, you know, support where you can. I mean, uh, the Nazarene Fund is, is of course, one, one way to support. Um, you know, I, I've set up the blessing projects as well uh, to, to help, uh, you know, feed the, the hungry and the poor. But there are a lot of organizations out there that are that are also pushing, and we really need to, you know, stand very close together as as believers, and and really hold hands and and faith. You know, we're stronger in numbers, um, but if we're divided and pushed, you know, apart, um, then then obviously everybody's going to lose at that point. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's do uh, let's do links to both. Now, do you have a, a website for the Blessing Project? The Blessing Projects with an s.org and and the nazarene fund of course.org all right great we'll do links to both of those uh today at at wobblers.com wobbleslive.com and and encourage people to donate pray step up and and just realize that that you know if we cower here it doesn't just affect our neighborhood it affects literally uh, all the way around the world rudy always good to have you brother thanks for uh, giving us some time today god bless you keep up the great work god bless you too stay with us folks we'll be right back with david and tim barton Hi friends, this is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outlined the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. And this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman, Friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com. We're back here, Wobblers. Thanks to Rudy Yatala for joining us once again today. Uh, back with David and Tim. And, you know, guys, like I know I've said it a couple times today already, but, I mean, we we do have it so good here. We just forget, you know, we forget yeah. that, that these things are happening around the world. And it, and it does seem small to just say, hey, donate. But when you donate, that gives Rudy and the teams out there the, the fuel they need to, to do the rescues and respond to things we don't even know are going to happen in the next two or three weeks or, or month or whatever. They need the, the fuel to be able to, 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 to respond quickly. They do. And it's also worth pointing out, right? Obviously, anybody that can give, it's important to be able to fund these organizations and operations as they're going on saving and rescuing people. But I think fundamentally, one of the things that we have to begin to recognize more and more as Christians in America is what Rudy pointed out is if, if, if 
Christianity in America becomes even more compromised, if we become even more lukewarm, if if we kind of forget the first love to reference a Bible verse, then the rest of the world is negatively impacted. That when America becomes weaker, when America becomes more secular, it creates more of an opportunity because we are exporting that value system around the world, or to some level, if we don't have a strong moral value system, it allows immorality to be much more active and prevalent around the rest of the world because there's there's not a clear moral standard. There's not a clear beacon. There's not there's not that city on a hill that people can look to and identify and go, oh, no, there is someone who believes in right and wrong, and they're big, and you don't want to mess with them. They will crush and destroy you if you start a war with them. America is losing that position. And, and Sometimes people talk about the idea of moral superiority that well, we, we shouldn't be in this position. We think we're morally superior. This is not a position of America thinking we are morally superior. This is the reality of recognizing that God's biblical standards are morally superior to every other kind of standard. The Bible is better than any other standard there is out there. This is not the moral superiority of individuals. This is the moral superiority of Christianity. It is the best. It is better than anything else. And if we compromise on the truth and the value structure, the moral system as revealed by Jesus, where we, we treat other people the way we want to be treated. We we love our neighbors ourselves. When you walk through the basic precepts and principles that Jesus taught, that is the highest level of morals there is. And if we lose that in America, if we lose that in the church in America, we no longer have morality that we can export to the rest of the world. And this is part of why we are seeing these problems. So as was pointed out, one of the most important action steps is going and saying, let's make sure that we are people as Christians who know the Bible, who stand up for biblical truth and encourage our pastors and even our leaders in our various communities, our states and the nation to continue to stand up and promote biblical truth. Yeah, we've got to stop backing down just to get along with other people. We've seen polling that 77% of Christians self-censor to get along. Can't do that. When we start self-censoring and don't stand up for what's right and for what's true, our leaders won't do it either. So we have to do that. But Rudy does really good work. I highly recommend you can give to NazareneFund.org. Really, really, really good organization. Um, It's a great way to help other Christians around the world. And Rudy's work is really, really strong. When you give there, 100% of what you give is going to go downrange. So this will directly help Christians. And that's something we can certainly do from here. But in the meantime, be really bold with your faith. Stop backing down from people because they, they might criticize or attack you. Have courage, have backbone. It'll make a difference. Again, encourage you to think about us for an end of year gift. You can do that right there on the website. It can be a one-time gift, or you can go ahead and sign up for a, a monthly donation over the course of the next year that helps us plan out for the year and plan on adding stations and adding programs and continuing that reach and expanding that reach. We sure appreciate you as our supporters. Thanks so much for listening today. You've been listening to Wobble Goes Live. We stand undivided.